Welcome to I Can't Believe I'm Vegan, where we talk about tips and tricks to maintaining an easy vegan lifestyle. In this podcast, I'll be offering my secret ingredients to cook up your own recipe towards a plant-based lifestyle. Let's eliminate the struggle when it comes to consistency. Judgment-free over here. We will turn that shame into finding the joy of living your life without feeling like you're missing anything. I'm your host, Kara Pitts, also co-owner of Southern Roots Vegan Bakery. Welcome to the show. Today's episode, we're going to get into the topic of misconceptions when going vegan. There's always so many different opinions and narratives that when you go vegan, you have to give up certain things. It's hard, all of that. And, you know, you'll hear all these different opinions, whether it be on social media, at school, in your office, everywhere you go, someone has an opinion, right? So let's go ahead and break some myths on misconceptions of going vegan. Let's start with dairy in general. As children in schools, we were always taught that we needed to drink milk. You needed to drink so much milk in a day. If you didn't, you were going to have weak bones and basically you were going to fall apart. If you think about it, like how much milk were we drinking in school? You were drinking milk for breakfast, lunch, dinner. There, There weren't many options. I don't remember at school ever having like the option to to get like a water bottle instead of milk. There was just multiple flavors of milk where you can have regular milk, chocolate milk, strawberry milk, and that was for breakfast and lunch. If you wanted to get like a fruit drink or a lemonade or something, you had to like hope you had money that day and you can go to the vending machine. And I wanna say the vending machines weren't there until like middle school. And you wonder why like kids have so many stomach aches and you're bloated and gassy. It's cause we're just drinking so much milk. And then you think of like cheese and yogurts, ice cream. You're just consuming so many servings of milk a day. It's ridiculous. And it's something that was just drilled into our head repeatedly. Like I remember when I was a preteen, like in the magazines, there were the got milk ads and you had your favorite celebrities with the milk mustache and just milk was just heavily celebrated in our society. It's kind of weird when you think about it. You're kind of fed the lie that you aren't going to get any calcium without eating dairy, without realizing that the calcium that is coming from a cow, they're getting it from the soil, the grass, the grains that they're eating. They don't just naturally produce calcium. Majority of cows in the U.S. are grain fed. You'll see like if you go to this, if you do go to a restaurant and you're trying to get grass fed beef, like they're going to charge you a higher cost to get your meat that was fed a healthy diet which is just disgusting in all aspects so some great sources of calcium are collard greens kale beans tahini chia seeds even plant-based milks and let's be honest like it's it can take you a little while to determine which plant-based milk is your favorite i know I went through a bunch of different ones and brands before I found one that I like. Um, most people kind of switched to almond milk at first. And then to me, almond milk was a little watery. So so you just have to figure out what's the best milk or non-dairy milk to use for whatever it is you're making. So for me personally, if I'm eating a bowl of cereal, I'm going to choose oat milk because I think it's the closest of the taste and texture Um, But if I'm making a smoothie, I will use almond milk or cashew milk. If I'm making a pasta, I like using either a um, creamy oat milk 
or cashew milk because I like making um, Alfredo sauce and I'll use uh, cashews for that. So sometimes I might just go ahead and do a double of cashews and use cashew milk and, and whole cashews or I'll mix it with oat milk. Don't be too hard on yourself if the first non-dairy milk you try is not your favorite. That's the whole goal of this podcast is to be here to help you along this journey. The next misconception we're going to talk about is going vegan is too expensive. That's something that people are going to tell you often when they hear that you're thinking about going vegan or that you already made the decision to go vegan. They're going to be like, oh, I would do that, but it's too expensive for me. Are there some vegan foods that are expensive? Yes. Are there some non-vegan foods that are expensive? Yes. If you go out to a fancy restaurant, a non-vegan restaurant, and you get like a lobster or a steak, like people are spending lots of money for that. So I think it just does a disservice when you hear someone's vegan and you're going to tell them that that it's too expensive to do it. Like people pay for what they want to pay for. Honestly, it just depends on what it is that you're choosing to buy. So if you want to eat more rice, vegetables, and beans, you know, those things are obviously going to be cheaper than if you're getting like impossible meat or beyond meat. Those replacements are going to be a little more expensive. The great thing is as more people are becoming vegan and the, the demand in the market is increasing, um, that helps drive prices down. So now you have Beyond Meat and Impossible Meat in your local grocery store. So we we can find it in our local Walmarts, HEBs, and you can usually find them at a better price than if you're getting them from like a specialty grocer. So good, you won't believe it's vegan. That's what one of our first customers ever said to us when he tried our desserts when we launched at a farmer's market and it stuck with us. You don't want to give up your sweet tooth? Who said you had to? Head over to southernrootsvegan.com where we specialize in recreating southern classics with a plant-based twist. We ship nationwide a variety of your favorite baked goods, donuts, cookies, cakes, and they're all Tabitha Brown approved. Use promo code PODCAST for 20% off your first order. That's southernrootsvegan.com. Now back to the show. I found for me, when I first went vegan, I definitely was leaning more towards the meat replacements because you're just trying to eat what you're used to eating, but just in a different version. So I, I was eating a lot of that stuff. But as I was learning more and educating myself, then I started to really play around with eating other alternatives that I was making myself. So instead of looking in the the grocer for like a frozen vegan seafood alternative, I would look up what are some other alternatives. Um, Something that I never liked prior to going vegan were mushrooms. And I found some recipes using oyster mushrooms. I didn't really know all of the different types of mushrooms that are out there. There are tons. But oyster mushrooms are a great replacement that we like to use for either a a seafood or you can do it as a chicken replacement. My grandmother um, always loved when we made fried fish. So I would take oyster mushrooms and I I would literally do the same thing I was doing if I was using actual fish. And I would 
make like a vegan buttermilk, which I would do in the beginning. I did soy milk and apple cider vinegar. That would make it curdle a little bit. And then you can season it or you can just, you know, do the milk dredge. And then we would batter the oyster mushrooms in fish fry. And you would fry them like you would fish. Obviously, it's not it's not meat, so you don't have to fry them long just until they get crispy. And you still got that feeling that that you had before. My grandmother wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. She just thought, you know, we made like fish nuggets. So that's when I knew like, oh, okay, we really are going to be able to do this easier. It's just being prepared and just learning different things. We even um, would use banana blossoms. I would rinse them really well and you can do the same thing, having your, your vegan buttermilk and then your fish fry. And that's a bigger, it's a bigger piece and it's kind of stringy because sometimes people like kind of that stringiness and a bigger piece. Um, that's something that we love and we would make tacos. Um, you can eat it just as, as a whole piece like you're eating fish and still use your different sides that you were making. So that goes in with another misconception is just that you are going to miss meat and dairy too much. I think sometimes we can set ourselves up for failure. If you're a heavy meat eater or um, consuming a lot of dairy and then you want to go vegan and then you're just trying to stick with fruits and vegetables because you're going to get bored and you're going to get tired and then you're just going to go back to your old way. So it's giving yourself grace and just being, being prepared, learning some recipes um, just having quick swap outs. For example, my stepson loves spaghetti, so he could eat spaghetti all the time, every day. So that was uh, one of the first family meals that I veganized, and I literally made spaghetti the exact same way I always do, except for the ground beef. I found um, Gardein had a, a really good beef crumble in the freezer section of your grocery store, so I would make that, um, season it exactly how I would season the ground beef and then add that in my tomato sauce make spaghetti he couldn't even tell that it was anything different when we told him afterwards he was couldn't believe it and he was like oh wow so that really showed him that vegan food is good because i think too a misconception is vegan food doesn't taste good lie detector tests determine that it's a lie because <laughs> realistically when you ate meat previously did you just bake chicken without putting anything on it and then you just ate it no like we don't eat bland food so the idea that when you go vegan your food is bland and you don't have to season it doesn't make any sense so garlic salt garlic powder um like lowry seasoning salt mccormick is one that has a um a good line of salt-free seasonings and our girl tap the brown has her sunshine seasoning there's so many different flavor profiles that you can choose from. So when you're seasoning your vegan meat alternatives like um, chicken or beef, you still use all of those same seasonings, guys. Seasoning your food is key. Protein. That's another misconception is that vegans somehow are protein deficient. There's so many different ways that you can get protein. Beans are a great source of protein, so if, for me, I wasn't someone that, that liked to eat beans previously, so I have to find different ways that I could eat them. So I would make hummus, so you could make um, garbanzo beans, and I mean, they have cans of them, but I really like using the Instapot, so I would make 
chickpeas and the ends to pot, and then I would use our blender and blend it up, uh, make a good hummus recipe, and then I could dip like pretzels or pita chips, carrot sticks, different things. You know, hummus is a great way to get some protein in. In our Facebook group, I'll drop a recipe that I love making. Um, I used to be a huge fan of the skillet queso at Chili, so one thing I knew going vegan is I needed to find a way to veganize that. So I did, and I used um, cannelli beans or, or navy beans, and it's so, so good, and you get a lot of protein in that meal, and it's it's delicious. Uh, other good sources of protein are soy, peas, broccoli, spinach. Seitan is a great source of protein made with vital wheat gluten, but, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. Seitan can be complicated to make and it takes a lot of practice. So <laughs> I would suggest in the early stages of going vegan, not trying to make your own seitan right off the bat because you're going to give up or you're just going to have a bad taste in your mouth of what it is and you're probably not making it correctly. Trust me. Tofu is a great way to get protein. Um, in the morning, you can make a great tofu scramble. I would make tofu scramble and mix it with potatoes, like hash browns or even cubed potatoes. Um, we love breakfast tacos. We're from San Antonio. So if you've been to San Antonio or you've been to Texas, you know, breakfast tacos are a staple. So one of our favorite ones were bacon and egg or uh, potato and egg. So going vegan, we knew, okay, we need to figure out ASAP how to make a good breakfast taco. And this was prior to just egg coming out. So we love tofu scramble. Um, in our community too, I can show you some good recipes and maybe I can make a video of how we make our tofu scramble because it's delicious. You can make a really good protein heavy uh, vegan chili. So you can make chili how you usually make it, but instead of the ground beef, you could use soy curls. Um, Butler soy curls are a really great meat alternative. It has a good texture and they're pretty decent sizes. And you can literally just throw those into into your chili and it kind of absorbs all of the seasonings and mix it with red, you know, red beans, kidney beans, black beans, whatever beans you use to make your chili. Nutritional yeast, also known as nooch in these vegan streets, is a good source of protein. That is kind of like a cheese replacement and it helps you also get some of your vitamins in fortified nutritional yeast is a great source of vitamins. It has zinc, magnesium, copper, and B12. So I put Nooch on so much. You can put it on your tofu scramble. Uh, you can sprinkle it on popcorn. We can put it in your pasta. It's so good. Some different types of soy milk have about six, six grams of protein uh, per cup. So definitely Nuts are a really great source of protein as well. Um, you can make your own nut butters. Depending on the type of blender that you have, you can easily make some really good nut butters just in your blender with a little bit of salt. And some, some recipes you can look up online, they might tell you to put a little bit of olive oil, but, but it really depends on the type of blender you have. So definitely look up your make and model of your blender and then google you know nut butters in your ninja or vitamix blender and you'll get 
endless endless results and possibilities so i think we were able to debunk some myths pretty easily that people have about going vegan um i want to leave you with some of my favorite brands it's just going to be about five of my favorite brands um, when we first switched over that made our made our journey a little easier so the first one is impossible meat my 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 this brand's easily one of our favorite ground beef replacements out there right now. We love the taste and texture that Impossible Meat has. We use it for nachos, burgers, meatloaf, spaghetti. It's a great alternative. Um, it's the easiest to, you know, introduce your kids to. They won't, they won't have any like, wait a second, what is this? They're not going to have those reactions. It, it's really seamless. Definitely let me know what's your favorite recipe to use Impossible Meat. Uh, another one is Thai Kitchen. This is going to be my favorite brand of coconut milk and coconut cream. It has a, a really thick and creamy texture that it can thicken up your soups, sauces. It's really versatile. Um, you can even add it in your cakes. So it'll make your cakes and pie crusts really moist. It can also be added if you're making your own um, dairy-free ice cream. I, I would definitely suggest this. This is one of my favorite brands of coconut milk just because it, it doesn't really have that coconut taste. I know that's weird to say because it's it's literally coconut milk, but if you try different other brands, you'll kind of know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it can be overpowering when you're adding it into a soup and then your soup kind of tastes like coconut. I wasn't the biggest fan of coconut prior to going vegan, so I think Thai Kitchen really nails it where it doesn't overpower it really just enhances the flavors of of the different things that i'm making nature's charm um, that's a company that we recently discovered a couple years ago the owner is a girl after our own heart she became vegan after she missed her childhood sweets that's very similar to my story uh, we first fell in love with their banana blossom and young green jackfruit that's a great meat replacement. We'll talk about that in another video. Some great things to do with jackfruit. But they also now have a line of delicious dessert sauces. So they have like a coconut hot fudge, a caramel, all of those things that you can have a really delicious sundae because with their coconut salted caramel sauce. So, so good. So the last one is Beyond Sausage. I'm not a huge fan of Beyond Meat for burgers, but the sausage, yo, it's legit. <laughs> they have bratwurst and I think like a, an original and then a spicy one. Um, you can make sausage wraps with them or you can dice them up, put it in your spaghetti. Or if you're making um, chili, like that's another one to, you know, you can add in there, whatever you use sausage for. Beyond also came out with a line of specifically breakfast sausages and patties or in links. Those are delicious as well. They're really changing the game with the sausages right now. We use them for breakfast, like for making pancakes and you have your just egg and then you can have some sausage links or with the breakfast sausage patties, we might make biscuit sandwiches. And that's something that we can really meal prep and, you know, pop in the freezer and keep them and just take them out when we're in a rush to head to the bakery or something. So those are some of my favorite brands that made our journey into veganism a little easier in the beginning. So I would definitely suggest, you know, getting some of those, trying out, let me know which ones you like, which ones you didn't like. 
I definitely love to hear your thoughts and different recipes that you guys are making. And we'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of I Can't Believe I'm Vegan. If you did, remember to hit subscribe and follow our podcast. To stay even more up to date, head over to ICan'tBelieveImVegan.com and join our community. We'd love to have you. You don't have to do this alone. I'm Kara. See y'all next time.